Alcohol Beyond This Point Podcast. This isn't two podcasters talking business. This is two business guys trying to podcast. Um, Tyler, I don't know you as um, a very good entertainer. Uh-huh. Um, you're not very good at uh, comedy. That's why we started um, a podcast, yeah. Or, but, and I would say you're especially terrible at impressions. Oh, sure. However, I just heard you do a gingerbread man from Shrek that was fucking spot on. I'm not that bad and at impressions. the other one is the Tim Allen grunt. You can do fucking perfectly. That's because my dad's been training me my entire <laughs> life. I just remember we're like on hour 40 of doing renovations when I opened my bar. And you just hear him like Tim Allen grunting. <laughs> and I don't, what was the prompt? Do you remember? I, I, I think it was just out of nowhere. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure. Um... <laughs> yeah, no, I, my dad's been fucking training me my whole life for that for that moment. Uh, you just, you just got to pull it out while renovating. You just have to. And like Zach's terrible at impressions, my business partner, but he did a fucking impeccable Yogi Bear one time. <laughs> and he's never been able to replicate it. Yeah, just <laughs> one of those like, fucking like, moments. That was perfect. Do it again. He's like, what? And then he couldn't do it again. So, um... Yeah, well, welcome. I poured you a whiskey, but you just cracked a beer, so I guess you're double oh. fisting. Nice whiskey and cheap beer. Typical. Um, welcome to episode 107 of Alcohol Beyond This Point, the podcast where we debate business topics, both sober and drunk, to see if we come to the same conclusions. Um, I, I have a I have a bone to pick. <laughs> oh, great. So, so here, I was thinking about telling this story, and I'm like, I don't usually like to talk about like business stuff that I haven't done yet. Right. Because I like to just do it and then talk about how I did it rather than like talk about, you know, whatever. But yeah. two episodes ago, we went into depth about, about how I want to buy the stamp business. Right. So I think this is related to that. So I think I can go into it. Sure. So the bank said no to financing it. Great. Uh, we're, it's and fine. The, the best thing about getting a no is often you don't get a really good reason why. Well, so that's what I want to talk about. Right. So, um, but it's fine. Uh, we're getting an equity partner and we're still going to buy it. Um, if everything works out, obviously, but, uh, we got a no from the bank that I talked to, even though I was pretty sure it was going to be a yes. Right. So, um, and I want to, yeah. So I've gotten, I've gotten plenty of no's from banks over the years. Yeah. And I find it interesting. So I, I want to kind of like, make this as useful for entrepreneurs, especially like young and broke entrepreneurs as possible. Or so, old and broke. Or old and broke. That that can also happen. But young, increasingly more relevant. <laughs> it's like, oh, you're 30 and can't afford your first home. Yeah, that tracks. But here I, I, I say young because one of the things that they always told me was that depth of credit is important. Right. So the main thing that you can get depth is just time, right. obviously. But... One bigger thing now that I'm... Because, okay, I'll contextualize this whole thing. When I started my business in manufacturing, I was 18 years old and no one would give me any fucking money. And I had to go through like non-standard means of funding the business. And uh, they t all the banks told me... I met with every big bank and credit union in, in my province and they all told me like come back when you own a house, come back when you have five years of financials that show you making a profit, yeah. come back with all this. Right. And, uh, fast forward to today, I'm that now I don't own a house, but I have profitable financials for my business. We're doing hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, uh, consistently growing and being profitable even during the pandemic. So now when I'm going back to the banks and being like, well, I have all the stuff that you said, um, I needed, now they're just changing what I need, right? So Yeah, the, the goalposts move every year. So the biggest thing I hear from them now is depth in the other way, where it's like all my net worth basically comes from my one business. Yes. Right? Yeah. So if I have approximately $500,000 of net worth, um, 450 of that is my business. Right. Right. I have a gold ring worth two grand, a watch collection worth two grand, and a piece of property worth 20 grand. Right. And the rest of my net worth comes from my business. So you're basically FTX. Basically. No. But so, but <laughs> you're, so. You're 
you're borrowing all your money against the tokens that are based upon the confidence well, of your business. Well, so here, well, I'm a little bit different because I'm not just making up shit in that. Like, well, I no, have no, assets. It's, it's I the have... same. It's the same idea, though. Like, th- yeah, sure. There's like hard assets and and whatever. Like the FTX had assets as well, but as soon as the con- as soon as the confidence in the uh, or is it, as soon as the value or the the core business is shaken, the all the debt becomes like you, you can't collect on it. Basically. Well, exactly, and that's what they started telling me is that okay, well, if you if this goes tits up and you declare personal bankruptcy, there's no way for us to get our money back. Great, because all your assets they don't talk in they talk much fucking more mystery than I'm talking, but I'm simple. Right. I'm digesting it and simplifying it for the listeners that. You know, if I take a loan to pay for, um, you know, a piece of equipment in my business, but they think the loan payment is going to be too high for my company to service the debt, who do they go after to get their money? Right. Me personally. But if all my income and net worth comes from the business that just went tits up because they loaned to it, how do they get their money? So my question is, do the assets of the business itself that you're purchasing not count for anything well that's why i was kind of confused right because they could just take the business because it's worth what you're paying for it you're not borrowing over its value you're probably borrowing under actually what the assets could be liquidated for yeah well i was kind of like okay do you actually understand these books that i'm sending you because like it's profiting if 14 months of profit is the is the purchase price right so it's it's basically your risk you're you're done after a year and a bit. Well, that and they have equipment and different things that could be liquidated. For... Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I, I empathize that like banks wouldn't want to. But it's there. Like fucking... it's not nothing. I agree with you. That's yeah. their job. Like they take the, <laughs> like, that. Like so, what if you don't want to? It's your it's your business. Yeah. You send it to an auction. Like there's people that do that, and then you get what money you can out of it. That's the entire function of a fucking bank. Like, yeah. What do they take? the business is worth zero. Like that's what I'd be curious to hear. Well, that's kind of what I, and then, so I sent a follow up up there. No was very curt. It was just like, we will not provide financing at this time. Thank you. And I'm like asking some follow up questions and they just ghosted me. (laughs) So when, what day was this? Uh, last week. It's Wednesday today. It was probably Thursday last week. Hmm. I was going to say, it's like, I should have heard a response by now. I'm going to say, this is kind of when SVB was like spiraling up. No, I don't think they're going out of business. <laughs> no, I don't think they're going out of business either, but... Canadian banks are pretty... everyone got... Re- oh, it's scared. Is gun shy. Yeah. Like, everyone's de-risking so, really quickly because they smell blood in the water. I'm not going to say the name of the bank, but I will give them credit that they have loaned to us in the past, and I do have outstanding loans with them, like hundreds of thousands of dollars of loans. Right. That's all backed up by equipment that I've loaned for, but still, I could see how a risk evaluation department of a bank looks at the debt that I they already have given me and my companies and wouldn't want to extend it anymore until I pay down some of that debt. Right. They didn't explicitly say that to me, but that's kind of what I'm, that's what I feel like is we're just over leveraged. Yeah. And they're worried about, what they did tell me was they're worried about, um, since I took that loan, it's on a floating interest rate. Right. And interest rates are up 4% from when I took it. Right. But, so And the, they're already talking about cutting interest rates again. but So maybe in six months, it's a different story. Right. Right. But they're worried about like, I'm signing up for a you know $4,000 payment, and now it's a $5,000 payment on that canning line. Right. You know, that, I think that's what they're worried about. If interest right. rates keep going up, my payment keeps going up, can I service the debt? Right. Because my winery has relatively thin margins. Yeah. Like net, 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 less than 10%, more than three. Depends on the year. But, which is pretty good for manufacturing. That's what you're talking about. Yeah. Honestly, I would say it's a non-zero chance that like people or banks are trying to de-risk on on, uh, entrepreneurship because that's really... I don't know, I've been really trying to understand what happened to Silicon Valley Bank. I don't know what the fuck happened with the other two. They were exposed to SBB. They, they had money in that bank, 
And uh, then it was combined with people bank running, trying to get their money out. Yeah, I thought the one was uh, tied a lot to uh, crypto assets. I'm not like, sure. Like, they didn't hold crypto assets, but, like, their clientele. Okay. Uh, like, they were known as a bank that was, like, friendly to, like, people that whatever did business. In I, I had something, heard... Something to that degree. Same thing with SVB was with tech. I, I had heard that, like, Silicon Valley Bank had bought like bonds at like two percent like yeah a, like like five-year bonds 30. two years 30-year bonds at two percent and now fucking bonds are at seven percent and they just are burning money on it no no no. That, that's not well it's, you're half right so they bought 30-year bonds which means uh the, the bonds will pay two percent a year and then at 30 years they mature and then they get their money back right yeah so they did 30 instead of like fucking 15 because they gave them an extra quarter point whatever another um you know quarter of a percent so that was really stupid because anybody with a half a fucking brain could see that the interest rates were not going to be at zero forever and the bonds were going to change like everything was going to change as soon as the the money tap got shut off and they had to start refilling the coffers right literally can't go tits up right so it's like they took they bought a shitload of assets and then tech hit their whatever point that they've hit now where they're like their their stocks are down their income is down advertising down all tech suffering across the board which is like 97 percent of their business is all tech so uh i think you mentioned in the podcast um, a couple episodes ago like venture capital like um just the in- entirety of venture capital globally is down like more than 90% this year versus last year. Like nobody's raising money. Nobody's doing, you know, doing like a uh, series B, C, D funding. Uh, there's not a lot of seed funding happening because the leverage is too expensive and a lot of stuff doesn't make any sense. It's too risky. So nobody's taking debt. Nobody's doing fucking deals. There's no M&A happening. So that's like the creme de la creme of their business that's where they get all of their money from because they loan money to these um, unicorns and then they basically predicate if you take this high risk loan where part of their uh, they'll take equity on the loan the bank takes or sorry they take equity in the business with the loan which is like not typical right when you go to the if if you went to your bank and be like hey we'll give you 12 percent equity plus we'll pay you whatever and so they're in it in it with you they're gonna tell me to fuck off if i go to my bank that's what them. that's what svb offered though yeah that's what, that's yeah. their business yeah. right so they have all these businesses that and then and then as a part of that deal those biz those tech startups have to keep all of their cash with SVB, like all their deposits, all their day-to-day banking, all their debt, everything is in SVB. So when there's a bank run, they can't get their money out and then... Well, no, no, no. The point is the the entire value of a bank is the size of its total deposits, right? Yeah. So they're trying to keep everything in-house with all these rules and trying to be like, hey, just keep all your money here, keep all your money here, don't bring it over to Chase or whatever. So that's why uniquely people were really panicked when they're this uh, liquidity crisis happened but the reason the liquidity crisis happened is because all these tech companies are getting squeezed they're making less money and they're burning cash so they a bank needs to only have what like 20 percent of liquidity 10 percent 10 percent of like of uh, cash on hand they need to actually have yeah of their deposits but when every when 97 percent of your clientele burn 10 percent of their cash in a year you're out of cash. Yeah. And uh, their uh, assets that they could easily liquidate um, was about, or so their, their total liquidity was $20 billion. So they liquidated a bunch of these 30-year bonds at a $2 billion loss. Because which they needed more liquidity. They were willing to take a total, like 10% of their liquidity, they basically were willing to burn just to get a little more liquid. Like that showed... A desperation that freaked people out then it was literally i think it was like a it was like a slack channel of like a dozen founders that are like we got to get our money out because our bank is freaking out and it was those guys like it's a completely unique situation where like one fucking slack channel could cause a run on a bank that put over 90 percent of its assets in jeopardy and it happened and they all coordinated, and, and it happened really, really fast. That's that's not conceivable with any other bank in the world, probably. Well, so it was a very... Well, you, you in couldn't... In the West. 
Right, yeah, maybe in the yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck they're doing the over, National over the National Bank pond, of right? Libya, I'm not sure. If yeah, I don't know what they're liquidity. doing over the pond. I think the the president just has a backdoor to their liquidity. But like yeah. that's it's very complex what happened. And the response it, you know from the um from the government was basically they took cuz all banks pay into like an insurance pool yeah. with like they're legally required to pay out of their earnings into this insurance pool. And that insurance pool was basically, they stretched the rules a little bit and they are using that insurance pool to like make all the people at that bank whole and like whatever, cover, you're, you're, cover the deposits. As a depositor, you're insured by the FDIC in, the, in America for $250,000 total. Yeah. So if you have more than $250,000 of cash in a bank, you can only get $250,000 yeah. out. And some, I think the biggest depositor had like 500 million. Yeah. But in cash, but the now Joe Biden is saying we're just will make everyone whole at some point. Mm -hmm. So, but they're doing that out of this insurance pool and they're also seizing all of the bank's assets yeah. and they're fire sailing them. And they said they probably actually won't need to take any money out of the insurance fund. I they'll, heard they'll be able to just liquidate the assets and they should be able to cover all the deposits. I heard Elon's on the short list to buy it. By what? The bank. Well, the bank's closed. Yeah. No, like, by the debt, by the by, the whatever, and then run. Yeah, the bank. they're selling the debt and the assets. They're not. The bank's done. The yeah. bank's fucked. Like but it doesn't would... exist as a business anymore. Yeah. Well, but they still have everything. Well, I mean, yeah, it's been seized as is. Like wh whoever buys that thing, basically, you buy the client, you buy the debt and whatever. Yeah. But like the board's gone, all the executives are gone. Like whatever made it the business that it was is like it's done. Elon's done way dumber things than that. So certainly, yeah. No, he'll. I think they're. It's like 75 billion or something worth of shit that's for sale. So this... Which is more than he can afford, but I'm sure he could find a way. So after this happened, there's a guy on my stock Twitter, Drunk Dividends, follow me, um, that said, he's like, you know what? This has given me a wake-up call. I'm not very diverse. I have all my money and shit in like JP Morgan or whatever, or Bank of... I think it was Bank of America. Right. He's like, I have all my money in Bank of America. This kind of woke me up. I'm going to spread out all my money now. To right. like 10 banks tried to take six million dollars out of bank of america they wouldn't let him yeah they said no and he said um well like yeah he's like i understand you don't have it here can you set up a meeting like this week or something and then they're just like no and he's like well no like i i need they're like no we're not giving it to you and then he's like well you have to give it to me here's the law and they said sue us hmm. and they just won't give him six million dollars he tried to take out wouldn't nice. get to him yeah, because that's kind of scary. <laughs> like, you know well, what I mean? The in, the entire system is based on confidence, and when confidence is shaken, I mean, people fucking circle the wagons, right? Fractional reserve banking, baby. Yeah, exactly. Um, I I saw pretty. I I don't know if it was Forbes, but I saw an article, like an opinion article, mm -hmm. that was saying that um, Biden deciding to do what he did with the bailing out the not bailing out the bank, but like doing what he's doing with the bank. Yeah. is like the end of American capitalism. Right. Like that's it. Because they've broken the tenant of like, you fail, you fail, whatever, right? Like capitalism, the competition, whatever, blah, 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 blah. They've like changed the rules now. So the way right. American capitalism has been based for 200 years, and that's the reason why their banking system is so robust the rules have changed now and this is going to like spawn the end, the beginning of the end. Right. The, the alternative though, is if he wouldn't have done it, it would have like guaranteed, like the, the economy would be actively melting down right now. Well, and that's what he and said. And the stock market would be probably in free fall. You see this, he's, he, the first day he basically said that. Yeah. He said, oh, well, that's capitalism, baby. Like if you, you lose your money, you lose your money, right? Like that's the risk you took. Right. And then like two days later, I think, Probably the, the gravity hit, so, so, or like I don't think Biden's making any fucking decisions. No, but certainly so, not. No. Somebody in his office was like, ah, "Okay, we kind of ran the math. This is not good. Like, you need to." Well, because it's not the if the bank goes down, like it's easy to say, "Yeah, let them fail," but it's not the bank's money that's in jeopardy here. This is like hundreds of companies, thousands of companies, with I yep. think they have thirty thousand clients. So that's 30,000 people, 30,000 clients. Uh, most of them are small business, small to large businesses or small to medium to large businesses. Uh, some individuals, some credit cards, whatever. They weren't like a personal banker 
in a in a very big way. Like ninety some percent of their deposits were uninsured. So like ninety seven percent of their of that thirty thirty thousand people was businesses. And all those businesses have potentially dozens, potentially hundreds, potentially thousands of employees. Yeah. So the this SVB goes down, all those companies lose all of their liquidity overnight. All of them can't make payroll the same week. You have a free fall. All those stocks go to zero. Anything that's touching any of those companies goes to zero. All those services evaporate overnight. And then that hits the stock market on Tuesday. Think about now all these people are what? Like unemployed now? Like the money's just gone. Now you have like tens of thousands of people that are affected by this. And then what is the ripple effect from those immediate 10,000 people just going to zero overnight? Like, what is the knock-on effect of... Like, this? Well, it's look, catastrophic. Well, look what happened in 2008, like, right? That was basically what happened when Lehman's went under and, like, you know... Right. I think, it pro- arguably, this would could have been worse. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. I'm just saying, like, this isn't really the tenets of the free market. It never has been. Which is fine, but then stop calling it that. Yeah, you know it's I mean? not a fucking free market. Like, the, it's, it's crony capitalism, which, I mean, we've talked about. Yeah. But it's... The the inevitable conclusion of capitalism is just a d- domination of the entire market by monopolies, and they set the rules, they make the rules, and they break all the rules, and everyone else gets fucked. Like, that's the, that's the only conclusion, because it's like, the incentive is profit, so when the incentive is profit, the uh, opposite of that is um, competition and lower prices, yeah. right? Yeah. So the solution for competition and lower prices is acquisition or destroying your competitor to maximize profit. That's what that's the incentive structure, right? So that is why you see thousands of companies turn into hundreds, turn into dozens, turn into four, which is what everything is now. Everything is run by less than 12 companies. Like everything that you love and hold dear to your heart is controlled by less than 12 companies. Yeah in every sector category whatever and we're one of them right and it's that's but that's the only logical conclusion of the system there is no other way that it could work like the system does not reward big business splitting up and competing with itself yeah it's it's does not compute right and like i don't i don't want to get into fucking fractional reserve banking and what like part that had to play or going off the gold reserve or whatever the fuck like i'm not getting into fiat with you but just the general idea I think they're that, underrated i think they're not you think they're just shitty cars yeah yeah all right i feel like i've been in fiats before and they're like fine but they're just as fine as a nissan but less reliable yeah and don't work in canada i like they're made for italy dude they fucking die in our weather i had a i had a fiat transmission in my car yeah and i this is the only car i've ever had to do this when i would start it and warm it up and drive it around i had to wait and i'd have the transmission operating temperature on my dashboard was my main like screen i could change whatever you know my my computer aftermarket things no no this was stock Okay. Like, just went into the car settings. It could be like, oh, what is like, what's your coolant temp? What's whatever. Like, I don't I could even look know up, how to do that on I, my car. Your car doesn't, or you, your van should have it. I don't even know how to do it though. But anyways, I just, I always had transmission temp up because if it didn't hit the right, like a certain number of like when it was warm, yeah, it would shift so violently. <laughs> I would literally put my face into the steering wheel. Like it was as if somebody threw a fucking stick in your tire when you're biking along, like that's how violent it was. I knew I knew somebody that like got like a semi permanent neck injury because they drove one of these cars and with the tr- with the transmission cold and it shifted gears and fucking locked up and she almost put her face through the windshield. And it's like that was a Fiat transmission. It worked brilliantly when it was warm, forty below, get fucked. Like you have to you have to warm it up. Like that's it's just that that was that was one of their better results. So was that vehicle? I, I I just leave a comment if you liked how seamless that transition was. <laughs> Please do. Uh, um, so communism. <laughs> no, one last thing I wanted to to, the to mention fascist. about uh, 
banking before we switch Please do. topics. Um, do you know how banking started? There's a nice little quip. So it was in... It was the Jews? What, Babylon? No, it was before the Jews. <gasps> it was in like Mesopotamia. I think you just broke the internet. Or Babylon. And uh, these people had gold, right? Mm-hmm. Gold and, and jewels and doubloons and whatever. And that's what they were using as currency. But they kept getting robbed for it, right? So, like, we need to make a fucking building that's guarded that we can keep our gold in, mm-hmm. yeah? So, came up with the bank vault, right? And guarded it or whatever. So, when you um, brought your gold to them, they would write you on in clay how much gold you had with them, right? Infallible. And then what you would do is go to the market, and then you want to buy something, so you'd run back to the fucking banker... And you'd give them the clay thing and they'd give you the gold and then you change the clay thing and you go back. Right. But every just, it was one of these, like no one planned it things like just the users, the market is the market is the market is the market doesn't give a fuck instead of, because everyone's like, I don't want to fucking run back to the bank. They just started trading their clay tablets. Yeah. Cause it's like, okay, well I had five pieces. You have three, just trade it to me. And then we have the exact like, you know, that's me giving it to you, right? So then these bankers, the, like previously they had all these guys at the desk waiting for these mobs of people trying to get their money. And then like over a couple months, no one's coming into the bank anymore. Yeah, why would you? Right? So then they thought, okay, well, everyone's just trading these fucking clay things, but we have all the gold still. So why don't we make ourselves little clay things that say how much gold we have? And then we use that to invest and trade. Wow, fractional reserve banking. <laughs> Literally. So it's 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 older than America. Yeah. It, but the only difference there was it was gold backed. <laughs> right. Right. Which really is no difference at all. Because gold yeah. is only worth what people are willing what to pay for. What people are willing it. to pay for, yeah. Which is the same thing as the US dollar. I just it's thought that it's was all the same shit, which is what drives me crazy about <laughs> people that think just that going back, Switching on the, back gold to the gold standard is going to fix everything. Thing. It's not going to fucking fix anything. Yeah. I, I don't disagree with you. I just like gold because it's shiny. Yeah, like it's it has intrinsic value. It has materialistic value, whatever, but it's not to everybody. Yeah. Well, I, I just like that, like... like if I got to choose between, like, gold and shelter... I just like that, like, the entire societal banking system was, like, made because we're just too lazy to keep running back and forth to, like, go well, get it, our assets. It's logical. <laughs> no, it makes sense. I just think it's funny. Yeah, no, it's that's everything, right? That's why you, we sit in this house that we sit in. Like, basements became a thing because, like, people needed a place to, like, put their furnace and have their, like, food and shit, like, store store some things, and then basements got like a little bit taller so you could like actually walk around in them and they're like and oh they're now like, that we're walking around we should put like <laughs> wait we can just hang out down we should here. put like a concrete flo- we should put like a hard floor down like concrete so we can like you know it can be clean and we can walk around on it and you don't track dirt upstairs and they're like well now that it's like all nice and walkable let's like make it look nice and it's like now basements are like a part of the fucking house like it's just that's how it happens it evolves like if you look at this is what i love about doing renovations if i walk through like a 1905 house and then a 1920s house which is what mine is and then you see like the 40s the 60s the 80s the 2000s it's like each one of those has their own stamp and it's all very it's it's just completely iterative and sure i don't know maybe there's like a cabal on basements but like (laughs) that's that's the fucking insanity if there's a jewish banking cabal then there's a jewish basement cabal certainly there has certainly. to be there's if if it no, exists let's pick another religion there are, there's a muslim basement cabal no it's too sandy over there that was problematic no they just, just not good for basements um i just think in like the scope of history people think about 500 years as like yeah what you know like between like 1500 2000 bc like whatever like, think of one thing that you interact with on a daily basis that's more than 500 years old. Um, salt. Like rocks? Salt. Like, like base, other than base minerals and base materials, like even most of the base materials that exist 
Like, like maybe like the hammer, the, the sand that made this glass, or like the ore that made this. Like, but not the steel itself, not the glass well, but itself. The idea, though, like the the wood's not that old. Like, it's n- nothing we have is really that old. And I don't know. People look at fucking history. People look at like like you're just saying. Like you're talking about Babylonian times. Like that's a long fucking time ago. And that's just what we know in the recent you know, window of human existence before, like, the Younger Dryas impact. And that was, what, like, 11,000 years ago. And there's, like, over 800,000 years of human history before that. Maybe they had a far superior or maybe even a far stupider, almost certainly both, better, probably a far stupider banking system maybe and a far superior like, banking system that all existed. They had, like, new salt. Like all their salt was like fifty years old. <laughs> they got that. They got that new new <laughs> word. <laughs> like just think about it in fucking context. Of like we're just like in this really weird time. I I like to think of it this way. Like humanity's like tried this shit over and over again, and we're in this like weird timeline where just like mechanization and oil became like God, and then everything got fucking weird. Yeah. Fuck you. JP Morgan and or associates and or petroleum based medicines and or petroleum based plastics and or and Krupp. Fuck Krupp. And fuck Dr. Phil too. Fuck Dr. Phil too. And on that note, we're gonna take a shot. We're gonna transition here into the part of the show that we call shot caller, the part of the show where you the audience can pick the show part that we shot take. And this is um, this episode today is sponsored by Fort Gary Brewing Company from Winnipeg, Manitoba. Wow. Pioneers of craft beer since 1930. Thanks, Fort Gary, for sponsoring this episode. Uh, we're shooting Jack Daniels, which I fucking despise, so I only poured like three quarters of a shot. Why are we not shooting anything from Fort Gary? They don't make spirits. We could make a spirit out of something. Cheers. To make. <laughs> I don't know why I've never noticed this, but it says, uh, and Jack Daniels is from Lynchburg, Tennessee. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, Tennessee, USQ, whatever. I, I, just have glazed over the Lynchburg part. Yeah, I think it was named because they were lynching people there. I was going to say, like, it's fucking appropriately named because they're probably just, like, really well known for, like, lynching black people for, be- you know, because reasons. Why did you pause before you said black people? I was going to say slaves. Okay. I, thought you were... I think that it was beyond slaves. I thought there was another word that you were going to say that I was... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, n- uh, indentured servants. Let's stop this <laughs> bit right now. You started it. I know I did. I tried to walk you into it, and you did not fail to deliver. Thank you. Um, yeah, I said black people because I'm, I'm sure they were lynching people long after slavery. Until, like, the 90s. In, until, like, probably long after Jack Daniels was making whiskey. Maybe it was at the distillery. Do you think he's dead? We should ja- cancel Jack Daniels. Jack Daniel. <laughs> Jack Daniel canceled. They, Almost certainly participated in lynching. There's no like I I think we're we are cur- the, you are no, I'm I'm not going to say we. You are currently slandering a man that you know nothing about. I am it, this is I'm I'm supposing based on on history that I, I, people can share opinions. Your opinion, you don't even know who he is. Is it a it doesn't guy? Matter. I don't know. Probably, like, presumably Jack Daniel was a guy, right? So Does it say when they were founded? I don't want to Google it. It, like, does not. You think it would? Yeah. Oh, wait, here it is. The this quality side, Xavier Fair Dupuis 1866. Oh, it says 1904 on that side. What? It says 1866 right here. Quality craftsmanship since 1866. En Francais. No, no, it won. They've won seven gold medals since oh. 1904, which seems not a lot in 120 years. I bet you could do that. I, I've won five in three years. So you're... I'm almost as good as Jack Dan. Oh, that's why number seven, and they won seven gold medals. Uh, I bet that's what it is. Uh, and it's not very good. Do you know why Pabst Blue Ribbon's <laughs> called Pabst Blue Ribbon? Yes, I know very well why it is. Well, I'm going to s- explain it anyway. It's because they won a blue ribbon in a county fair that no one gave a shit about. No, no, no. They won a competition over Budweiser. 
Yeah, and just to rub it in, they changed their thing yes. from Paps to Paps Blue Ribbon because they're like, we want a blue ribbon. Ha <laughs> ha. Because they won a blue ribbon over Budweiser in this one fucking competition, and Budweiser tried so hard, and he tried to like discredit the judge. He like started like blackmailing <laughs> people. Bud? Like just Bud did not. Buddy, he did not take the L. Buddy J Weiser. He tried to overturn that election for like a year. Not just... enough people are named Buddy anymore. Or Harry. No, I know a lot of Harry's. Harry Dick. Um, so I was trying to seg you into something. Okay, continue. So the I'm not feeling funny today. That's fair. So along with the death of uh, our financial system, yeah, I think we are about to witness. It, it depends how this court case goes, but this case of uh, Dominion voting systems and. Fuck, what's the other one? Uh, uh, Dominion Basement Automatic? Systems. Something. What's the other fucking voting systems? I don't know. I don't care about the election. No, neither do I. No, this is a media thing. Um, so, fuck. Why can't I never remember these names? Anyways, it's like a one, one point uh, something billion dollar lawsuit and two point something. It's like 3.6 total billion dollar lawsuit against Fox News by these two voting systems companies. For slandering them? Yeah, and the one the Smartmatic. Them? That's fuck Smartmatic. That was the nickname of the robot I built in science class in high school. That actually went to the regional science fair um, like competition with yeah. all the schools in the tri-state area, and I got sixth. Wow, I wish we had a tri-state area. We don't got shit around the here. The tri-province area. You'd have to drive for thirty hours. Um. So Smartmatic is, I think they've got the bigger. Oh, that was actually the. <laughs> they, they have the bigger. They have the bigger portion of the lawsuit to something, because uh, they were being besmirched on Fox News every fucking night for whatever number of weeks, and then for months after that, and there was over thirty six hundred correspondence from this company to Fox, like correcting and fact-checking them and providing them information like asking for like a fucking opportunity to talk to the host like where the fuck are you getting your information like trying to set the record straight 3600 um times they tried to contact fox and fox obviously didn't uh comply or listen at all which what is, does the fox say uh no you can't the woke are your frogs gay that's what the fox says so <laughs> They start, they follow the lawsuit. They're like, we've tried fucking everything. Like thirty six hundred emails we've later, we've tried thirty six hundred emails. Maybe they're just emailing the wrong email. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt here. That's that's possible. Our friends at Fox News. It was a, it wasn't a hard bounce. It was just like a soft bounce. Fox News is owned by Disney, who owns every other media company, and we are trying to be a media thing. Mm -hmm. So we should sell out. We should not talk shit about a Disney property. I will gladly talk shit because about Disney alcohol property. beyond this point podcast might be one day a Disney property with any luck. No, if it's going to be anything, it'll be iHeartRadio, which owns everything else. Let's go iHeartRadio route, please. Okay, continue. Sorry, I'm 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 are I'm you, not having it today. Are you drunk? No, I I feel. Like my, you just pushed the drink closer to me when I said I wasn't drunk. I, I, I'm, I'm having a day, just having a day. Okay. Well, let me finish your story <laughs> that we can commiserate about your, how shitty you feel. Uh, no, this, this is relevant to media because it's really deeply funny. All these fucking text messages and emails that have been coming out of like the behind the scenes of Tucker and like of like Tucker talking to Murdoch and the CEOs and whatever. And just, you can see what they're actually like thinking and saying to each other behind the, behind the scenes. And you don't often get to see behind the curtain of some, something like Fox. Cause like we've talked about it before, like they'll be saying something. You'll be like, Oh yeah. yeah. And they'll be like, and, and, and then the fucking, and then the frogs are gay. It's like, they, they get well, to that point and they're like, yeah. okay, you lost me. Right. You, you have me like the, the, the well, editorializing just goes they'll like, to an, they'll like describe in detail the failings of capitalism. Right. And, and then be like, because of socialists. Right. And it's and, like, oh, come on. And then they'll blame it on woke liberals. Like, yeah, literally it's, it's that level of disjointed. And you're like, this has to be intentional. Right. What well, is 
That's for the, but that's always been conjecture. Well, they do call themselves an entertainment company. So right. They, but that's, like, a, that's as much as you got, right? You got these little yeah. glimpses in court cases where they're like, well, we're not news. We're just editorializing. Well, whatever. We're a publishing house. This is, this is not news. Tucker's not a reporter whatever. Uh, that's all we got until now. And they, through the discovery process, now they actually got to see behind the curtain and see actually how the fucking sausage is made mm-hmm. of this propaganda machine. And it's damning as hell. Yeah. Like it's all, it's worse than most people thought. Like, but no one cares. No, I think, I think people, I think a you lot think of people, a Fox news listener watch. I know. I don't think Fox news cares. I don't think Fox News listeners care, like, by and large, because they're not going to believe anything. Well, then who gives a shit? Liberals weren't going to care. No, no. Here's what matters. Is with this lawsuit, um, they're actually going, they're asking for a, the judge basically to make a ruling without it going to trial because it is um, so plain, like, the facts are so obvious, the facts are so plain. It's easy to, like, you can just see by looking at it, obviously they're guilty, this doesn't even need to go to trial, I can just rule on it. It's like, the guy got caught with the gun in his hand, and the police witnessed the shooting, and he confessed, you don't need to go to trial. Like, the judge is like, okay, you're guilty, go to jail. Like, it's like that level, where they have them dead to fucking rights, and uh, every rebuttal that Fox has had, they're like, okay, we'll name one time, and then... Uh, Smartmatic sent over 500 video clips of them doing exactly the thing. They're like, name that one time we did that. And like, okay, here's 500 video clips of you doing it over and over again. And that's just how the entire process has been. They've been getting fucking slammed. So if this judge doesn't rule on this and sends it to trial, that'll be telling. And if it does go to trial and they don't get a conviction, this basically will... This is at the Supreme Court level. This will basically set the precedent that... Any media organization can intentionally lie for any reason, specifically in Fox's case, it was because to improve the ratings and protect their stock price, whatever, like any, the reason anybody does fucking anything in America. Um, it's not a fucking cabal. It's just they're trying to make money, right? So if that ruling happened, they've basically said slander's not real. You can say whatever you want. You can slander anyone. You can crucify any company. Well, you can sink anyone, knowing knowing better, having been corrected. And if you're sued for it, you're not liable, no matter what. Whether you're well, entertainment, okay. news, or anything in between. So here's... Because with that precedent, because it's currently extremely hard to prove damages for a slander case. Like, the, the, the bar is really, really high to actually get money and to win liable. it. Liable. For libel, yeah. Slanders if you speak it, libels if you put it in media. Right, yeah. So to get sued for libel is extremely high bar. And if this fails, it's going to put that bar in the fucking troposphere and make it... Good word. Make it effectively not a thing. So I will counter to you with, I guess... Okay, so uh, I'm going to... I have two separate arguments here. One is... I guess intent matters, right? They've proven so, intent. Okay, well, that's not the intent. Okay, so South Park. Right. Yeah. Kanye West isn't actually a gay fish, right? What? <laughs> Roll Yay! Um, Tom Cruise maybe is gay, but who knows, right? Like, well, they eviscerated the Church of Scientology but on like, fucking South name Park. Name a I thing that, that they did on South Park, right? And you're going to tell them Scientology and there that is an entertainment program, right? So you're going to tell them they can't do that because it's a lie. They don't, they're not publishing lies though. Yeah. Well, they're saying Tom Cruise is gay and he's not, that's a lie. Like he's working at, he's working at the fudge factory and they're doing a tour and they're like, Hey, it's Tom Cruise packing fudge. And he's like, I'm not a fudge packer. He's like, no, you are literally a fudge packer. He's like, no, I'm not a fudge packer. He's like, no, you are packing fudge. And then he hides in the closet in Stan's house. And he's like, he's like, dad, Tom Cruise won't get out of the closet. <laughs> like, there's like a, shit like that. But that's not true. There's a difference between like free speech and comedy. Like, Why though? Why is that the distinction that you're making? Is that because their intent is to be funny? What right. if you don't it's, find it funny? It's, is it's, it still comedy? I, you know that it's not news. 
Okay. You know that it's not media. Like you know, like anybody watching South Park isn't like, oh my god, I this just saw in the actually... new. I just saw in the news tonight that Tom Cruise is gay and he's actually a fish. But that's no, that was Kanye West. But or, um, oh but... yeah, oh yeah, who's the guy that fucked a fish in a bathroom in, in a in a truck stop? Oh, um... I think that was Tom Cruise. <laughs> anyway. My, but like there, there's a big being, there's a big difference between if, like what what's on the show Friends and yeah. what's on Tucker Tonight. But there isn't because they're distincting them, themselves not as a news organization but as an entertainment company. For all you know, Fox News right. is parody that's beyond your grasp. Like you're not smart enough to realize that this is actually parody. Well, nobody is at this point. Like at that point, it doesn't matter. So let's say Saturday Night. Let's Live. say South Park made every episode about Tom Cruise. And then sure, but no, but I'm sure Fox News was talking about other shit. This is basically all they've been covering for the last year and a half. I don't know, like, like look at uh, Saturday Night Live, right, where they do right. their like reading the news thing, yeah, and they make it funny or whatever. It's like I'm sure there's a lot of shit in there that's not factually accurate, but it's like we, it's a joke. But right. they're sitting there, same as Tucker, with a fucking you know clipboard and a teleprompter with a map behind them, saying fucking news or whatever. Like, why is the, I, the distinction is a legal distinction and Fox News has made it clear, maybe not because their audience wants to turn a blind eye to it, but they have made it clear in the court of public opinion that they are an entertainment company, not a news company. Right. But how far can you stretch that when you go on TV and you bring a, you bring the president's personal lawyer and the, you say, this is what's happening to you. You should be fucking angry about it. And then you sign off and be like, that was a joke. But you never say it was a joke. You never preface it as a joke. But you're, like, a, you're a joke company, so it doesn't matter. Right. It's like, there's a very, I think there's a I'm massive not, difference. I'm not disagreeing with you that it's not good for them to do. Like, it's kind of shady. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know if I want the government to be making another distinction of like, okay, well... Your intent in this is to mean news, so you can't do it. So, you know, and then who's who's the arbiter of, well, you know, maybe the South Park episode. I think it, they were actually trying to convince you of whatever this. So this is right. libel now. Which is what, like, the right wants. Like, Disney comes up with the right. next show by cutting off a chicken's head and it runs around while he's playing a kazoo to, like... Like, that's, that's almost more of the conservative line of things. Like, conservatives want it all to happen on they want complete lockdown and censorship of speech of anything that doesn't agree with their point of view which i don't agree with for the record which is like which is exactly what trump wants as what desantis wants they yeah. want a complete lockdown of speech and it's like lick my fucking boot say what i say listen to what i'm gonna tell you if you and look do at what I, and, and and just like behave and stay in the lines like that's you, what they want if you look at history anyone who banned books is the bad guy Always and, like um, any, anybody that the fat no here here's another good line. Any side that the Nazis are in favor of is always on the wrong side of history. Well, whichever side they <laughs> lean towards, <laughs> well, it becomes an okay. He's, white people. Yeah. Okay. Not wrong. Like name one good thing we've done. <laughs> um. Yoga. We probably invented. I was, was going to no, say, actually, Indians? white people are credited with ruining yoga. But um, okay, hold on. I'm trying to think of like the whitest thing. smoothies. Probably white people crushing fruit and putting it in. A, I don't. I I'm um, not hundred percent sure white people didn't start that. All right, hold on. Uh, See, the only thing white people do is take good shit and take all the culture and flavor out of it. <laughs> There's that clip of uh, Andrew Schultz. And they're like, he's like, man, white people got hard lives. He's like, what, what the fuck? And he's like a bunch of black guys he's talking to. And they're like, what yeah. the fuck do you have a hard life about? He's like, when you go outside, like burns your skin. Yeah. Um, and he's like, number two, uh, we got to listen to black people complain. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I like that bit. I don't think the government should have any more power in regulating what they think okay because this, but that's the thing no, because, this, this wouldn't be an extension of power this would just basically be them 
enforcing the law as it exists today. Like sure. this is an this is like an open shut case, but if they rule in the opposite direction, it's going to change the law. It's going to change the precedent. I guess my So if, my if Fox worry... if Fox wins that's going to dramatically change the way the law is interpreted. If they lose, then it's going to be the same as it was. Anytime you use a law to like silence your enemies, then when your enemies get in power, they're going to use it to silence you. Right. right. So like, if you're like, okay, Fox news can't do this because they're not a legitimate entertainment company. Now, when you get president DeSantis, he's going to be like, well, fucking get Saturday night live off the air because they're, they can't do this. They're not a legitimate entertainment but company. But he could only in, in, the way, what the precedent would set is if Saturday Night Live published something that they knew to be patently false. Like, the premise of it, the entire presentation of it, the conclusion of it, the entire thing was made up. And they did it and were asked to stop because it was damaging and inflammatory, whatever, and they doubled down and 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 doubled down. But I, then I, they would be in trouble. So I don't, I don't watch a ton of modern Saturday Night Live. Right. But like, let's. I'm sure this has happened. I don't watch like the news at all. But I'm sure, like, uh, what's the big the Trump um, like getting peed on by a hooker or whatever. Right. Like, but that, that's not made up. Well, that's real. <laughs> Okay, well, you can't prove it's you can't prove that the fucking voting machines were fake. You know what I mean? I don't know. Like, I'm just saying, like, use that as an example, or like, name a thing: Hunter Biden's laptop, or like Hillary's emails, whatever. Name a thing that a news organization pushed that is like proven in a court of law to be false, or there's no right. you can't prove it. Hap, right? Are we just gonna stop? Like, are they gonna get in trouble? Is they CNN should. Maybe there should be accountability to telling the truth. Like if you, the the point is, what's the truth? What are we fucking see that? But that's the thing. That's the point is it's defensible. If you reported with, to the best of your knowledge, if you can prove that someone knew differently, but reported this anyways, knowing it to be false, that's the difference. That's what's al almost always impossible. To, and the law protects that. But if you, if you reported something in good faith, completely wrong, yeah, or well, if, what if you it's unprovable, if you edit, well then, well then you're never going to get convicted. You you cannot okay. you cannot be sued for liable if there's an unprovable truth or untruth. Because like if I believe in my heart of hearts that Hillary Clinton is a lizard person, right, and I See, report on that. This case this case could not work if all they had was Fox publish these things and Dominion and Smartmatic say it's not true, but Fox says it is true. The case wouldn't even make it. Wouldn't even get a court date. Well, you have to show damages is a big thing with well, libel. Well, for one, you have to show damages, so that might get you a court date. Uh, might get you a hearing, but it's not going to make it past that. It's not going to make it to discovery. It's not going to make it any further unless you have something more significant. And so they got to discovery, which is what cracked this whole thing open, and they actually were able to begin gathering evidence with subpoenas and so on. And when they got to that point, then it proved not only did... Like there was evidence or they, they knew that there was no evidence to back any of these claims up. And that was easy to prove for them because they're like, well, these things are just like patent. Like you got to listen, like the, the, the top 10 things, whatever that Fox said that are just like the company was owned by, uh, some, by like Hugo Chavez. Like that was one thing. I think that is true. Actually. I heard that. It's not. I think Mao Zedong owns right the and and Smartmatic for example they're like oh well their example for flipping votes in all these states in all these swing states Smartmatic is only used in one county in LA in an entirely blue district 99.9% of their business is international so the fact that their name got dragged through the mud all these other countries started dropping them as which then you can show damages right. because you billions just lost of billions, billions of dollars of contracts worth. yeah but they weren't even servicing any of these states that Fox insisted that they were flipping votes and they're like we don't even have machines in that state we've never been contracted for that state i don't even know anybody in that state we've never been there yeah yeah so it's like that's how open shut it was for that company and Dominion they had their own things but like so that's how they got the case and then what they're like, okay, if we can prove through discovery that Fox knew that they were lying about this because they had to because it was so fucking obvious. Because if you did any fact-checking at all, if you had half a fucking brain, you would know it was false. So the judge is like, okay, you can have discovery. So they got discovery, and they found out in discovery that everyone at Fox, 
knew they were lying and put it before they put it on air and said, I just caught Sidney Powell in a lie. I don't believe a fucking thing she's saying. If we put her on air, this is going to be inflammatory. We shouldn't do this. And then their ratings dip and they're like, okay, let's take Sidney Powell on because that's what the listeners want to hear. They're pissed that we're not backing Trump's line of reasoning. And there's an email from Tucker um, that basically says, Trump has more power than Fox. If we go against Trump, Fox dies. We have to do whatever he says because he will kill us if we don't. I like that reasoning. Like, yeah, if he starts that, calling Fox that's like, fake news. That's like in an email. Because he started turning against Fox as soon as Fox called the election against him, right? And it, their their viewership dropped like three quarters in a day. What do they watch now? Infowars? No, they went to um, just further right, like OAN and shit like that. Right, Bart? Yeah, like fucking One American News. And like, they just went further right. So Fox is like, okay, we need to bring these people back. So they're like, fuck it, bring on Sidney Powell. When and, Fox News is too centrist for right, you. Right, <laughs> literally. And because they're like, oh, because we believe in facts. And that's that's now a partisan position is if you believe in facts, you now are a partisan Democrat or you believe the Trump line. That's the binary. Why things? So they jumped over the fucking fence and they're like, okay, fuck truth, fuck facts, fuck, fuck what we know, fuck Don't logic. Care. Facts don't care about your feelings. Exactly. Tyler. Well, <laughs> so they fact or they ask Sidney Powell, they're like, okay, what is your source on this? Because... That they're like they have some responsibility, or at source, least they used to. Trust me, bro. They're like, "What's your source on this, Sydney Powell?" And her source was a single person. It was someone that claimed to be a medium, that could talk to people in the future. I'm with you so far. And someone from the future told this medium that all this evidence came out about like all these things. And this medium told Sidney Powell, and then Sidney Powell told Trump, and then Trump took it to the fucking bank, and she went on Fox News and started... And that's like, all this shit came from that. Like, that was her, self-admittedly, her only source. And somehow she has not been disbarred, because she took shit to court based on this, knowing it wasn't true. Like, and somehow it's she hasn't been disbarred. not illegal to be dumb. No, it, as a lawyer, it's literally illegal to do that. <laughs> but she hasn't been disbarred because it's too politically, whatever, fucking it's consequential. Fine. But, like, that's the level that they got to. They proved that they knew that they were putting stuff on the air that was wrong before they did it. And then after 3,600 attempts by these companies to correct the record, they continued to do it and still continue to this day to... And they still haven't cleared... Like, if they if they did this for a week and came back later and they're like, sorry, whatever, it's unsubstantiated... Like, no, they're, they still haven't backed down, even though all of this has come out. And they're just, like... They're just on the... They're, like, they're on this fucking suicidal death run down a fucking mountain, and they're just like, we're going to ride this bitch to the bottom and we're going to take the whole country down with us or die trying. Like, that's that's it. They're just trying to trying to hold on. And it's like it's it makes a lot of sense as to how that evolution happened as they're just trying to save their own asses along the way. And it just got out of hand. And it's like that's that's a very human story that makes a lot of sense. And they should probably be punished or held accountable for it. Like, I don't know if it's going to bankrupt them, but like they should be like liable for some amount of money because there was real damage done to these companies. And it's like, yeah, there should be consequences for that level of you know, conspiracy and fucking action. Like, they didn't have to go on the news every night and say this shit. They did it because it made them money. So shout out Dominion so, Voting Machines. If you're listening at home and you have a, uh, if you're the reeve of a uh, rural municipality or if you're a uh, dictator of a small African nation, uh, maybe consider putting some Dominion Voting yeah, Machines in true. your uh, in your vote, next voting um you can vote for this podcast. We'll mail a Dominion voting machine to you. And uh, every vote for this podcast is two votes for this podcast. So Tyler was just lying there. And by his own logic, he should be liable for um, damages because that was not true. And we represent ourselves as a media company. <laughs> so the rest of it where we're sending you a machine is true, though. Oh, you know, that part was. was <laughs> <laughs> That's true. 
100%. Tyler, now that we're drunk, is there anything that we talked about today that you have switched your mind about or you're doubling down on your I hate banks, I hate Fox News? No, I'm doubling down. I think fractional reserve banking is one of the best ideas. No, I kind of like it too now that I like think about it. It's just like, it's good. Like why shouldn't the banks be able to spend all this money they don't have? It's good if you're the rich one. Right. I always say, like, if you owe the bank a million dollars, it's your problem. But if you owe the bank a billion dollars, it's their problem. And uh, that is evident because, you know, Facebook is still alive, but fucking Silicon Valley Bank is not. So banking might actually be cool. I'm certain that Meta has their money all over, but like in Sweden. Maybe they don't have any money. Also true. It's all face coin. Yeah. No, I... One last point on the D- Dominion machine, just because I know people are going to have this probably as like a hang up in the back of their mind. Whether the election was stolen or not is irrelevant. Like, it's completely relevant to the case because the fact that uh, it was unprovable and it was known to be unprovable and all the facts that were stated about that it was, like, the reasons why people said it was stolen were just patently false and easily disproved like even if it was they still they don't know why and they haven't proven it and nobody none of these people that claim that it was uh know that all the reasons that they've said are total fabrications and even people within the campaign have come forward and be like i regret being a part of this because i was in the meetings where we're just making shit up and throwing spaghetti at the wall and then going on the evening news and saying like it was true like insiders are like i regret this i regret being a part of this because now i have this fucking dark stain on my resume and i can never get another job again because like i was a part of this campaign uh people that got you know really fucked themselves up and so whether or not any like doesn't matter where you land politically if you cannot substantiate something and you know it and you say it anyways and then you get in trouble for it and someone asks you to stop and then you just do it another 150 times, maybe there should be consequences. Like, at least a fine. Like, I'm I'm okay with fines. I'm okay with, like, multi-billion dollar corporations playing, paying multi-billion dollar fines. Like, fuck around and find out, right? Like, that's, that's like, equal... That's, that's, like, equal consequence. It's like, you steal some shit, you go to jail. Everyone else gets held accountable. Why the fuck can't they? As someone who lies freely on the internet just for the fun of it, I, um, but there's no consequences for like, who are you hurting? Uh, maybe I'm hurting someone. Hurting people's feelings. Probably. I hope I hurt somebody like these people deserve it for buying my parody, but that's fucking human. If you go on the internet every day and you hurt and you radicalize an entire fucking country, you nearly cause an insurrection. You cause billion dollars of damage. So like, Twitter probably might consider, like, shadow banning That's you. just a Tuesday for me. <laughs> right? He <laughs> looks in the camera. Like, the, the, the scale matters. Nah, Like, I don't... people are like, oh, they're coming for our free speech. It's like, no, they're not. They don't give a fuck about you, Bob. Like, you have no fucking pull. Buddy. Nobody listens to you. Harry. Like, it doesn't matter what the fuck you say at work. You These consequences, these laws, these precedents will never affect you because you don't have any clout. Like, you can say whatever the fuck you want. Like, everyone can say whatever the fuck they want. Like, unless you're talking about, like, the CCP and stuff like that. Where no, you, like, but actually I, got, get... I got fired for joining the convoy. Yeah, but that's, like, a business making a decision about a political stance and all that. But and that's... that's like, but that the, the, right <laughs> that's, is, that's... the right is in favor of that. The business making a free decision in the free market is communism. Yeah. That's what I saw online. Yeah, and, like... Th- Right-wingers are in favor of that because they want to be able to, like, fire gay people and not serve wedding cakes to, like, tra- like tr- a transgender wedding. Like, they want to be able to do that. They just don't like it when married. it happens to them. I don't think trans people get married. I think they're, like, opposed it, to the entire, like, institution of marriage. M- most people should be. Most people should not get married at all. 
We're just gonna we're 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 just gonna. But end. for the banking benefits. Yeah, you can get tax benefits, and if you want to get tax benefits, you should subscribe to Alcohol Beyond This Point podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, Anchor, and every other place you get your podcast. Subscribe to Fractional Reserve Banking to get your shit. If you want to get your shit solvent, also subscribe to our YouTube channel, Vote Willows. That's actually my YouTube channel, but. That's where it is. If you want to watch the video versions of this podcast, they do exist. Um, We'll see you next episode in episode 108, where we'll hate a gate. Or sit on a fence. Or talk about the fence 3,500 times. But it's it's that the fence doesn't open, but it actually does. The fences are turning your kids gay. Defense, defense of the fence. <laughs> it's not. We gotta build a wall. We gotta build a fence. <laughs> no, it's a wall. I know it looks like a fence, but it's a wall. It's distinct and different because reasons. Okay, we're gonna spend the next eighteen minutes explaining the difference between fences and walls. <laughs> Honestly, I have to work on a fence wall soon and I don't know how to describe it because it's made of concrete and we're cladding it in marble and it's like this is our fence and I'm like nah dude that's a alcohol beyond this point podcast this isn't two podcasters talking business this is two business guys trying to podcast